0: Hey everyone welcome to the worship artistry podcast my name is jason and with me mr daniel arnellis what is up man
1: jason doing good man how about you
0: i'm i'm, I'm doing well i'm doing well i uh i'm kind of excited <laughs> about this this week's interview because uh you put your Tell big you put your big boy pants on this week you did the interview <laughs> oh
1: that's right <laughs>
0: <laughs> how was it
1: yeah it was great, man. I got to talk to Paul Balash. Uh, he's a dear friend. I've known him for a long time, and I'll, most of that story is actually in the podcast, so I won't get into it too much. But yeah, we've known each other for a long time, and he's been a, a super encouraging dude, and, and someone that I've, I've, been, I've loved playing with and just loved hearing hearing from. He's a he's a wealth of wisdom, as you know.
0: Yeah, I, I always look at him as almost like he's like your he's like the dad of the of, of the worship world. You know, yep. like he's been, do- he's been doing it longer than you have for sure. The original gangster. <laughs> totally. I mean, <laughs> you're talking, you know, open the eyes of my heart. Uh, did, did he do God of Wonders? I know we did his version of God of Wonders. Did he write that?
1: Yep. yep. I think he did. Yep. Yeah. He, I mean, he wrote Like a Rose. What's that song? Um, yeah. He's got songs from like Integrity's back in the day when we on the Ron Cannoli record record, like give and it'll come back to you and all these old, amazing old Integrity songs. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's been with Integrity for a long time. He also talks about that a little bit in the podcast. So it's, it's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, and he keeps on pushing forward. That's what's so cool. And it's like he's, he hasn't been stuck in doing the same thing. He's actually growing and, and responding to what's happening in front of him. And it's it's awesome. So without further ado, Mr. Paul Balash.
1: Are you in uh, in in New York?
2: We got out of New York about a week ago, so we we tried to hang in there. We I mean, we did hang in there for for uh, it was just getting crazier and crazier. And thought you know we had a chance to uh, just make an escape. So um, we were in our nine hundred square foot apartment for a good three three weeks or so. For it was getting crazy. I mean we could have just stayed, but it just seemed like had a chance to uh, get out to go to a, a house in New Jersey. And, that's um, awesome. South Jersey. Yeah, think, yeah go to New Jersey that.
1: or get divorced. That's the option. Get divorced or go to Jersey. Because <laughs> like in a tiny little house, <laughs> <laughs> it's too close of a proximity no, for anybody, no matter how much you love each other.
2: <laughs> right. That's funny. I mean, it is interesting that we've actually asked ourselves a few times. Um, Recently, like, hey, we're I guess we're kind of doing all right, huh? Like, like you're right, because it's like the big joke between any married couple, like ah, going crazy, da 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 da, and it's like um, so far, like it's uh, not to get over the spiritual right off the bat here, but I think it's interesting how you know if you are married it's easy to kind of just both of you get busy doing your own thing like you're just kind of have your which is which is fine that's that's cool and we'll probably go back to something like that mm-hmm. at some point point. and yet um to say it's been interesting the last couple of weeks where we're just sort of forced to like I can't go to the gym I can't go here go there go to some of the places I go when I'm in the city mm-hmm. um you know where you know, just like our routines and like a lot of times we <laughs> likes like to do a lot of uh, thrift store shopping. She's always junk shopping, thrift store shopping for people that we know, like either her family or a couple in the church or she's just the queen of yard sales. Man, even that back when so I met you.
1: So awesome.
2: When I met you back in the day, you and your sister came to our house in Lindale, Texas. And That's those right. were the days where. Yeah, we tried to live on as little as possible and take whatever extra money we had and tried to put it in savings. Or we, we, we got our first little rent house back in the day and we'd fix it up, you know, and, and all that. But part of Rita's thing, even then, everybody called her uh, the queen of yard sales because she's Such just Saturday gift. morning. Man. Yeah. Anyway, all that to say, you know, anybody that's married out there, it's an interesting little test season for us to just be together and recognize man um let's make this work like god put this we we always talk about we're supposed to love everybody god so love the world (laughs) but then if you're married god gave you this one human being to practice on
1: it's not so it's like all right
2: here's this here's this human being all right you say you want to love the world okay start practicing with this person (laughs)
1: that's amazing and we get to choose at least well most of us do right Yeah, yeah. Yes, Sam's a complete introvert, as you know. She's a, she's an only child, and so what I normally get from other relationships with a bunch of other people, connecting with people throughout the week, I'm trying to get that yeah. all from her, and she's like running around the house like like cat and mouse. She's just trying to hide away from me the whole time, <laughs> and I've realised I can't get all my social hang out of my out of someone like Ooh. Sam. She, she's she's like eventually she's like stay on your side of the bed <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's good because well, it's, it's teaching me lesson, more man. yeah it's teaching me more about her and it doesn't mean she doesn't love me uh it, it you know it just means in order for her to love me i need to give her the space to be able to do that instead yeah. of crowding her yeah so it's about yeah, me
2: man same way yeah definitely oh, she she's is. a definitely a true creative and needs her like her space so she'll go and do uh you know, when we were in our two, our one-bedroom apartment has two rooms in it, basically. So she would go in the bedroom with her guitar, or just her laptop, or something. You know. Also, um, um, that made me think of something. Um, uh, it's gone now. <laughs> Anyhow.
1: It's it's uh it's left in the small apartment somewhere in in New York. <laughs> that idea, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> I think of, like, if like I had an extra point there, um, it's just you <laughs> describing you and Sam, and uh, oh yeah, have you ever seen that video of the two parrots? It's no. this guy's playing um, "Don't Be Cruel." Um he, he's playing this Elvis song. I think it's called. Uh, um, let's say don't wanna of the love thinking of. Dun, 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 dun. What's the name of that song? Don't be cruel, okay?
1: Don't be cruel. So if, yeah. you
2: did, if you Google Don't Be Cruel, Parrots, oh my goodness, that's you and Sam. That's you and your <laughs> wife. Hilarious. <laughs> these two parrots while this guy's playing the song, because it's Rita and I. We just laugh. It's hilarious. We've, seen, we've watched it about 20 times.
1: <laughs> okay, I'm going to check it out. What happens with the parrots? I'm intrigued.
2: <laughs> well, you have to see. It's just like these two parrots look like Mr. and Mrs. Parrot. And uh, one is super outgoing, gregarious, very much a Daniel Ornelas kind of a guy. <laughs> and the other parrot is very much like uh, like, kind of creeping away, like, please don't do that. You're making me nervous. Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah, my wife keeps saying to me that the more eccentric I get as I get older, she gets more fearful. <laughs> She's like, who are you going to be when you're eventually an old guy? It's terrifying. <laughs>
2: You're awesome, man. <laughs> you're one of the funnest people on the planet. You really are, oh, man. It?
1: Dude, I you so love know. hanging out with you too, man. It's it was such a fun time up in Canada with you guys. I I was so much fun.
2: That was a great run. Really fun. Super fun. And uh, uh, man, and you and I go way back, right? I mean, anybody Absolutely. listening to this or watching this may not know that when I guess you were about eighteen. Yep. And. Yeah. Um, Man, Reed and I were living in a mobile home in East Texas. We had just done our first little live recording. I'm leading worship at this little church. And somehow I got asked by this YWAM school, Youth with a Mission, yeah. will you come to uh, Musenberg Cape Town, and teach yeah, for yeah, a Musenburg, week, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. you know, nobody was asking me to do anything back then. I was just like, wow, you want me to do something? Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> of course, it's the other side of the planet. Um, and, and great, again, yeah. one of the highlights, the one of the super highlights of that week, of course, was meeting Brenton and then meeting you and Bashara, your sister, and mm-hmm. and us hiking through you know Table Mountain, I guess, or around yeah, there, Yeah.
1: because yeah. Uh, Mush- the all back end. It was beautiful, yeah.
2: And hanging out with you guys, you know, because my kids were just little babies, and I remember asking you guys questions like, How can how did you guys become so cool like you're you love god you love music you're you're fun to be around you're you guys were just amazing it was just it really made an impression on me
1: man as as did you man we we actually is so crazy brenton and i were talking the other day about how um all of our musical influence that we developed who we are as musical people all came from just a couple of cassette tapes that you gave us. You know, being in South Africa, it was just post-apartheid. So the only music you could get was top 40 music. There's nothing else available to us, you know, in South Africa, southern tip of Africa, nothing around, no streaming, nothing like that at all. So you gave us a a couple of records, Sean Colvin, Jonathan Brook, and uh, David Wilcox, and all of these are amazing songwriters, amazing (laughs) storytellers. And without them, we wouldn't even be, I don't think Brenton would be living Balibu right now <laughs> I mean he was obviously a good songwriter already but like the influence that you brought into our lives was just so so awesome mm. and now living in Nashville and understanding where it all came from it was almost like an alien landing <laughs> when you came there because we had no reference point for any of that stuff and and singing all these songs oh, like neat. Tennessee you know you know round of blues and all these songs that we just had no idea what yeah, that is and then yeah. oh. sit, and then end, end up settling in Tennessee and then making sense
2: it's just so cool
1: such such a cool part of the story I hadn't
2: thought of that that's true there was that song on there yeah uh, Tennessee was a killer song Sean Cole with uh, the producer John Leventhal who lives now like 10 blocks from us um, in Manhattan so uh, anytime I'm walking around Chelsea I'm just kind of looking maybe I'll run into John (laughs) Leventhal
1: (laughs) that guy is so unreal man what an unreal guitar player beast so you've done done a new project haven't you you've got a new record out
2: yeah yeah
1: tell us a little bit about that one
2: <laughs> such an open-ended question <laughs> tell us a little bit about that one man you know bro that oftentimes an album is it's just uh, your blood sweat and tears you know um and you get to do them at least from my case maybe a couple years if you're lucky if you're fortunate um um, I'm, I'm super grateful that I was asked to do that again. I signed with Integrity Music in 1992. Jeez. And um, it's amazing to think almost 30 years ago, and I just to be able to release another project with them is such a uh, I'm just I'm just grateful. I'm just grateful that I'm still able to uh, be part of ministry and be part of new songs and uh, this project is with the help of a lot of um, a lot of friends, a lot of mutual friends you and I know. Um, but mm-hmm. co-writing of course is, is another of in the last few years. It's such a great way to keep your own writing fresh, your own um, so every song in this album is co-written. the very first song actually is co-written with our our buddy Brenton oh, cool. Brenton Brown and uh, it's called What a Good God and that's the oh, opening I love that track. song.
1: Yeah, we've we've been playing that song actually at uh, some of these events we've been doing, uh, corporate uh, these corporate events we've been doing, and it just feels so so fresh and so so great uh, and just so ac- accessible. It's got such a timeless vibe. I love it. Mm.
2: Well, fun. I remember part of that is again the great story behind that, or the tragic story. On one hand, hand is when Brenton lost his home a few years ago in Malibu in the fires and lost pretty much everything he owned um and just here this was about a year later us hanging out trying to write a little bit and uh, just one of the things that he was saying as he was sharing that you know he just wasn't bitter um he just was expressing that you know paul i just it's interesting through this whole time we've just sensed god's presence with us you know just uh, we've we've just seen god's faithfulness in god's hand and and that kind of thing got the song started. You know, the, the first line is, uh, Each time I doubt your goodness, you show me you are with us. Your presence makes the difference. I've seen it every time. What a good guy, bringing me back to life. You know. That's anyway, amazing, That's cool very, that you guys, cool. I'd love to hear your version of that. But um, anyway, a bunch of other people, not to name drop, but just people I respect musically. Um some of the songs co written with uh, uh, um, Jason Ingram and mm. uh, Leslie Jordan from All Sons and Daughters. Uh, um, man, God, come on, Paul. <laughs> I should have the, the liner <laughs> notes right there with me. Um, actually, it was kind of cool to write with uh, Stephen Furtick and Chris Brown. Like those the oh, elevation nice. guys, just such good songwriters, you know? And. Um, mm. I'd never really, I'd never met Chris before, but apparently Steve, Pastor Stephen, was at one of my workshops years ago. We did this, you know, lead worship workshops. Yeah. And you've been on some of those with us. And, um... Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he was saying, yeah, man, years ago, I went to two of those, da-da-da, took your songwriting class, and da-da-da, and this and that. he had all these stories that, of course, I don't remember, but he was a young, eager worship leader guy from North Carolina, you know, um... So it was amazing what God has done through him. So he invited me down and just spent a few days um, sharing them with their team a bit and, and then uh, getting to write for a day. And uh, so there's a song on there that uh, Stephen Furtick kind of came up with a guitar hook. It was really impressive, actually. Oh, no um, way. On his Gretsch. Yeah, yeah. Very
1: cool. Very cool. I didn't realize he anyways, was a musician at all.
2: I know he's, yeah. he's quite good. It's quite good, yeah. and it's full of the words. So he's he's quick with good lyrics, you know. Just the word, he's just got so much word in him. And then, awesome. uh, yeah. and Chris Brown sings that track, so it was cool to have people also not only the co-writing, but people like jump in and join us. So Chris Brown, we kind of do a duet, sort of a duet. I mean, it's still a worship congregational song, but mm-hmm. he takes the second verse and sings, you know, the parts, and uh, Carrie Job. Sang uh, a song that Rita m- wrote mostly. Rita wrote like ninety percent of it, and Jason and I kind of just finished a little bit of the second verse. But uh, called "Marvelous Things." It's very Rita, uh, super, awesome. very much my wife Rita. I mean, her the melody. Uh, you know, it's kind of you can almost picture just her with that open tuning guitar, like before it got all produced. You can just imagine Rita. And it's kind of like if Sean Colvin had written a worship song.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, that sounds amazing, man. I can't wait to hear it. I haven't actually had a chance to listen to the record yet. So, what is the record title? So, if people want to look it up,
2: so called Behold Him. Behold Him. Like, come and behold Him. (laughs) Um, It comes, and that song was co written, which is so this is cool that you and I are on Skype. So, the, the co writer on that song, his name is Mitch. Wong, and for years okay. he was the keyboard player with Planet Shakers. Well, him and I wrote that song over Skype. So uh, I've actually serious? never met—I've never met Mitch in person. But we wrote the title track over Skype back and forth. He was—he was in Australia, and um, it's from the the Psalm that says, "Be still and know that I am God." And the, the the hook that is like, "Oh, be still." And behold him. And um, man, I, I love you know. I'm allowed to say that. I just love. I feel like there's something special. You know, how, as you write a lot of songs, and some, you know, you you just roll up your sleeves and you you get to work, and you really yeah. feel like you you beat this song into submission. <laughs> and then there's other songs that just you feel like you just opened your hand and the Lord just placed it in your hand. And you're like the FedEx guy. Like I'm just delivering the song to the church. Like, thank you, Lord. Okay, here you go. I'm just delivering just the delivery guy here. Gee, um, that's awesome, man. It really feels sweet. And then just one more caveat that I just so believed in it, and I love I love what it says and how um, yeah, but on top of that, I thought, you know what, who I could hear singing on this? Kim Walker, Kim Walker Smith. I was a little bit like I don't know should I ask her like I've met her a few times and but we're not we're not old friends or anything um, so I asked her reluctantly and uh, she said well let me hear it and I'll get back to you and a couple of days went by and then she got back she said I love it yeah I'll do it so oh, wow. she, I feel like Kim just took it to a whole nother level man she takes the second yeah. verse and she's just so anointed she's so really a real is gift. great.
1: She's really growing as a singer. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She's, she's exactly. unbelievable. I, her
2: her... An <laughs> <laughs> I thought maybe this would like give her some opportunities. You know, hey, no.
1: A little no, bit of, of confidence to get she... some vocal strength. Exactly.
2: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I thought it might encourage her a little bit. She's coming along, you know. So of course, oh, it's everyone so cool! Listens, and you no know, kidding, Kim is just like so anointed and it was such a gift and um so yeah anyway I'm, I'm just like i said thankful for as long as i've been doing this doing a new record i feel like a beginner every time i feel like i'm just like it's the first time i'm doing a record i i just saying yeah and i, I want to be influenced by other people i want to be influenced by other generations you know because mm. we can all kind of get stuck in a rut we can all sort of our songs start sounding the same or even mm-hmm. our vocals can kind of fall into a rut, and so I feel like um, had three different producers on this album. I feel like they pushed me, "Come on, Balash, get the songs in a higher <laughs> key a little bit." Like Ben oh, nice. and Jason Ingram and Michael Rossback. So three different producers, and uh, oh, yeah, I'm I guess like just grateful. yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm a fan of Mike Rossback. He's a he's an amazing producer. Stuff that he's done is phenomenal. Phenomenal stuff. Really cool.
2: And Michael, <clears throat> yeah. my little brother, he's he's just such a dear friend. So, such him a king. Him and Ben and Carl. I mean, we played together kind of like you and Brenton and your you know the 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 Worship Republic, you guys. Um, yeah. Or whatever it's called. But yeah, yep. Ben and Michael and Carl, they were as we know, we've shared many. Uh, we've hung out many times. <laughs> <laughs> Have them so good. oh so good. my goodness some of those uh buffalo like kingdom bound and man we've had yeah. some good times when your band and our band were together
1: yeah so fight much to the death
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so fun hey paul i just wanted yeah. to say thank you for making a full record man nowadays you know whenever i go look for music online i I kind of i stumble upon someone i like or an artist that i already like and i go and see what they're doing and i go and find one song sitting there and i'm like this is great but how do i how do i like put it i can't put it on repeat in my car for the whole drive home you know what i mean so i just thank you for making a full record and and putting out a bunch of songs that kind of work together and just understanding that that you know to be able to give more than just a single or three songs it's just you know i know it makes sense sometimes for people to do that nowadays but i'm just so grateful for for a body of work like this that you put together really cool
2: thanks man thanks for uh yeah thanks to give it give it a listen you know i i'm still old school thinking as if it was a like an album or a LP. set tape where you you, you actually thought about the the a side of your cassette we'll start with this song and then that will go into this one and then this it'll be good if we go into this and then come out of that into this song very strategic right and then you take the cassette tape out turn it over and like that's still your mentality of like okay the first song on side two we'll we'll start off with this song kind of bring it back up again you know boom and then we'll flow into this and then we'll flow into that and then we'll this will be our last song this will be the statement you know boom you know So you remember those days where it really mattered, right? How that sequence, the album sequence, was such an important factor.
1: Totally, totally. Yeah, Yeah, man.
2: So So this is good. I can see you thought that. Right, it wasn't. uh, Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Sorry, I'm just remember again the day of where you took a journey. It was almost like you'd sit down in a chair and like strap yourself in and here we go song number one right now song number two whoa now we're going song number three whoa now we're going up into song it's like a little roller coaster ride you know and it was an experience a whole album from beginning to end it was intentional and and you know i think we miss some of that in this uh in this new world where we just kind of oh a new song came out so we just kind of hear that one song and then oh it's kind of back in the days when I was growing up as a kid it was 45s you know you'd go yeah. go to the store and you'd buy a Beatles 45 record you know um, and then albums were then became more and more of a thing of course and anyway blah 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 I sound like I'm ancient. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, well, oh, well, you know remember when they used to chisel songs out on stone and we used to just look at them
2: remember that? that was amazing
1: <laughs> I'm still waiting for you to make a record like like a Pink Floyd one where the first five songs are all one song uh, <laughs> Could oh sorry Bethel's doing that already just kidding
2: <laughs> yeah right, right. <laughs> oh, oh gosh you're so naughty you're naughty <laughs>
1: So tell me about uh, so you guys have moved out to Jersey for this uh, this time being how are you finding um you know how are you feeling about everything and where we're we going as people, as the churches? As-
2: uh, man, I want to be one of those guys that like has the answer, but I think <laughs> if we're honest, right? Come on, like we've never gone this way before, you know. Nope. Uh, Star Trek, to boldly go where no man has gone before, you know. Um, that's kind of where my head is at, really. It's like, I think um, I appreciate those that are have any kind of a prophetic vision for where it might be taking us. But right now, I'm just trying to stay in the moment and not miss the moment. And I think a lot of my life, I've always been so future focused that a time but I think I've missed the present mm. and um, the last few years since you know we were at the same church in Texas 25 years and, and uh, we loved it there we raised our kids there same church same neighborhood same just loved it it was in such an epic season of our life and then uh, our kids all ended up back in the northeast part of the. US and so we're originally from there we're originally from the Philadelphia area. Kind of Philly, Jersey. So Reed and I, you know, about five years ago now it's been, we moved to Manhattan. My son was doing teaching school there. He finished school and then was teaching. My daughter was starting her master's program. And then my daughter and her first grandchild, now she has two more, is right outside of Philly. So long story short, um, the last couple of years has been, um, man, New York City, it's just been a new season, really different. Then Texas, obviously, and um, Mm -hmm. plugged into doing a lot of itinerant ministry, still doing uh, workshop-type things, teaching. But I find myself in this season, um, like I'm not on staff at a church, but I kind of lead worship for different churches on Sundays. Uh, Mm. Still do uh, conference things and still writing. You know, this is the second album we've done since we were in New York, so— I think that rubbed off a little bit, just being in New York City and some of our friends there. It's just a different vibe. It's just a different thing. So, um, so I think I've been trying to learn to just be in the moment, to be present, to love, as we started this interview off or this talk off with uh, talk off talkoff TalkOff.com. We should start a new. We're uh,
1: we gonna have a big talk We
2: start talk off. <laughs> um, Take take your take your jacket off, or you know, <laughs> take off. Uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, Scottie, everything, right? Yeah, yeah um, exactly. So, anyway, um, yeah, he had a he had that nice leather jacket. You remember that? Yeah, uh, he
1: did. Yeah, he did.
2: Yeah. So, uh, anyhow, so just trying to. Uh, I'm not, again. I'm trying to just like love my wife in the season. Mm-hmm. We just so like weeks ago 33 years we've been married and we were oh my gosh, buddies that's amazing. for three years before that so yeah, you know, over 35 years we've been hanging out oh. we've been buddies <laughs> we always say <laughs> buddy um <laughs> so you know i want to do that and i want to be continue to love my adult children well you know just to let them know that we're we're here we're, we're there supporting them in whatever way we can uh prayerfully and At times financially, Um, most of them are doing okay now. Uh, My daughter lives in Cherie, my youngest lives in, uh, sorry, she lives in France and teaches at a university there. She's married now and uh, teaches at a university. And uh, David is finishing law school. He did a project a couple (laughs) years ago called Labyrinth. So if anybody wants to check out a really cool project, it's David Balash and it's called Labyrinth and it's all uh, scripture verbatim scripture set to some really cool music that he did it all on a laptop and pretty, pretty awesome. Yeah, and, and then, uh, yeah. Yeah. anyway, and now I want to second record.
1: that that's, that's a great record. I just want to second that I've had a good listen. I've, I've listened to that a lot. It's an amazing project. So go and cool. check that out guys. Yeah. David Belash, right?
2: Yeah.
1: How do you spell labyrinth?
2: Yeah, <laughs> labyrinth. If you just Google David Balash, <laughs> L i B, it'll <I'm> probably show. Sure. <laughs>
1: yeah. So anyway, sorry to interrupt. Yeah.
2: So so anyway, just to, I'm not trying to dodge your question. I'm I'm simply saying that, uh, you know, when in doubt, start start right where you're at. I, that would be my word to anyone out there. Like um, all of us, we. Start right where you're at. Start loving the people that are in your circle. Like we all, yeah. We want to love the world, and we want to go cast this vision and like travel to the uttermost parts of the world and do that. And yet, the ministry of Jesus, frankly, didn't go very far. And you know, him when he was on Earth, in his human body, Um, he didn't like fly to Rome, you know, or, or get on a donkey and go to Rome or Corinth or anything like that. You know, Paul did that, but. Jesus kind of stuck close to home. And I'm not saying that we all need to do that, but I'm just my, I'm simply trying to say the, the gist of what I'm trying to get across is let's start right where we're at. Start with loving the people that are in your immediate circle. Let's learn to love yeah. them like the Bible says. Oh, there's a David Wilcox song, remember? Um, let's be kind to each other, not yeah. forever, but for real. And it's uh-huh. easy to say, yeah, I'm going to love God forever. We're going to love for all eternity. I'm going to, yeah, okay, well, let's let's start by bringing your wife some coffee in the morning. Or start by taking the trash out when you're supposed to. Or start by going back and saying, I'm sorry, when you've kind of been intense and maybe raised your voice, you know, an hour ago. Like, start just loving the people that are in your immediate circle. And then let let that grow, you know, like, let it grow from there.
1: Strong words. That's awesome. So cool, man. Very, very cool. And uh, are you still writing right now? This time, are you writing on Skype? What do you What are your days filled with?
2: I'm amazed at how busy. <laughs> Excuse me, my voice; is kind of funny. I've got this cracking <laughs> voice thing going on right now.
1: Uh, <laughs> You're, hitting last, right, You're hitting right. puberty at last <laughs> ball.
2: You're hitting puberty. Sounds like Scooby Doo. Remember him? Hey, Scooby Doo! -Doo. Um, So um, good. What was it? What was I even saying, man? Um, Oh, what am I doing? I'm just shocked how busy I am every day. I'm doing maybe a podcast or like some getting back to tons of emails and trying to get my email thing down from a thousand, maybe down to maybe a hundred is my goal still. Um, You know, it just seems like there's things to do. I'm still, you know, trying to be a good steward with my current album. So I'm not writing a ton right now because frankly, Mm -hmm. I feel like I wrote a ton the last few years. I've narrowed down those 50 songs to these are my top 10. The album's only been out barely a month, so I'm I'm wanting to—we uh, just finished editing two videos, live videos. We did one in Portland. If anybody wants to just Google uh, Balash, Behold Him, Portland Bible College. So we did a live worship version of that song in um, in Portland— and it's really cool, just a Portland bunch of students. We also did a live version of that song in Scotland, Scotland. Um, with a 500-voice choir. So we finished up that video. That's oh also God. out there on YouTube. Man. Um, um, also, I've been getting my uh, my lead worship channel. If you just on YouTube, if you go to YouTube, either lead worship or Palash, either way, it'll go to the same page. And I've organized my teachings. So I've got a 10 module teaching on songwriting, a 10 module teaching on leading worship and a 10 module teaching on worship band workshop. And those were a couple of years ago on DVD and all that. And a lot of people have those, but I've just wanted to get those up on YouTube, get them organized and just say, for free, man. Just you know, with this downtime, people can go there and go through a whole songwriting module, as if I sp- wow. sat down with you for two hours and said, "All right, Paul, you got two hours. Just share share two hours worth of songwriting stuff or leading worship." And so, so I'm doing That's a incredible. lot of
1: that. Incredible. Yeah. Very cool, man. That is so cool. Yeah, it's just such a blessing to see uh, see the the church actually or people in the church. Sharing those resources, you know. Say so we've done the same thing with worship artistry. People can actually go on and sign on for like a free like a whole free month and just do their thing and use the the, the stuff to learn while they're at home. I think it's really cool to cool. to yeah. do, to be doing that shit. Yeah, yeah, man. Good hanging out.
2: Oh man, <laughs> I want to give you a big hug. You're my bro.
1: Yeah, big, here's my bro hug. There you go.
2: <laughs> You're just one of my favorite people on the planet, Daniel. You really are. I'm, uh,
1: it's, thank thank okay. you, Paul. Man. I, I, that means a lot to me coming from you. Uh, I love you too, man. And um, I'm so stoked we we got to hang out today. I'd love to yeah. get together sometime soon again. Uh, maybe Truly. we'll be at something. Yeah,
2: Truly, fully, hey, she wow. Well. She wow. Well. <laughs> you remember that? We've got all these inside jokes from 20, 30 years ago. F- truly, fully, hey, she, wow. Wasn't that a thing?
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. I don't even know where it came
2: from. I just know it's ours. It was a band, <laughs> truly, fully, hey, she, wow. <laughs> and um, Brenton had uh, had a song 30 years ago. I'm just a nervous pedestrian trying to make my de-. You remember that?
1: <laughs> yeah. Totally did.
2: He had a funny song. and Then you and Bashar had a song about a uh, Oh woman or something like yeah, that. Rejoice, one yeah, <laughs> Rejoice, baron woman or yeah, rejoice baron woman yeah. Anyway, that's
1: <laughs> crazy. Blah
0: blah blah. All yeah, right, man.
1: brother. Well, thank you for your time, man. I look forward yeah. to getting with yeah, you brother. again
0: soon. Well done, Daniel. Well done. <laughs> I'll, I'll admit, when it, when it when it turned out that you were going to do the the interview, I was a little concerned. I was like, is this, not because I didn't think it'd be entertaining, but I was like, is this going to be about anything or is this going to be Daniel just <laughs> rambling on like tiny hands, Gunther smack light ski. I've seen, I've seen what's in your head based on the vis- the videos you've been posting on Facebook. So I was a little concerned, <laughs> <Truth>. <laughs> but no, that was awesome. That was super awesome. Well, uh, cool. Speaking of awesome, Daniel, what time is it? It's time for a member mail. Hit it, Jason. Get it. Yeah. Today's member mail comes to us from Stephen Curry, or maybe it's Steph Curry. I don't know. Who knows?
1: I believe it's Steph Curry.
0: Steph Curry (laughs) Uh, reached out to us and and simply wanted to know, he said, how did you meet your wives? I thought that was kind of a fun... Fun deal. I'll let uh, I'll let you go first. Well,
1: so I was uh, in a band called Naked Lyric, as you know, from back in the day. And uh, there was a particular church called His People, which is a pretty big church, and it was a student church in Cape Town. We played um, there. Brenton Brown was actually yeah, Brenton was actually a worship leader at that church. No way. And uh, so our, yeah, so our band actually did our first big gig in that church. I guess it was a conference called Generation Next. Uh, and, uh, and we got to play at that. And, um, I'd noticed Sam before that and I'd spoken to her once, but she kind of like said hi and then never, never, you know, we just chatted briefly. Did and she, then, did uh, she, did she, did, she
0: uh, did she know you played bass at the time?
1: No, she actually, I was singing and playing guitar, believe it or not oh, <laughs> in wow. that particular band. <laughs> yeah. That's, so, that's prob- so that's probably, um, uh,
0: it's probably why she didn't notice you.
1: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, we hadn't we hadn't played yet at the church at that point, so I just bumped into her before before we played in the church, and I said hi, and she was talking to a buddy of mine. Uh, anyway, she she was in a, a TV commercial at the time, so everybody kind of knew who she was, uh, and then. Um, we eventually, um, a friend of mine, a pastor friend of mine, who was the kind of like the spiritual oversight of our band, kind of the guy that we were trying to be accountable to because we were all young guys in the band. Um, he was uh, at that church and his people, and uh, he had a ministry into the township in in South Africa, in the low-income area, and I uh, went into his office one day, and there was a picture of Sam with all these little black kids that would kind of working together and she was teaching them, you know, art and, and English in this little township, um, preschool <coughs> and I was like, that's weird. She's not the type of girl that I would expect to be doing that kind of work. So it really intrigued me that she's not your typical, you know, Cape Town girl that was running around doing all the, you know, all the stuff that your normal girls would have done in Cape Town. Uh, and so I, I was intrigued by her and then he was like, he played a bit of matchmaker and he, kind of connected us together a little bit and we spoke on the phone and then I asked out on a date (laughs) and then the trickiest part was the bass player in my band actually liked her as well. (laughs) So I was like, oh gosh, now what? And then I, and then he, he, he liked her, and he was, he's, and every time I asked him about her, I'd say like, hey, what are you doing, bro, about Sam? And he'd be like, I'm just praying for her right now. I'm, I'm praying for her, and <laughs> I she like, finds the man need... of her dreams. Yeah, and I was, and I was like, you need to ask her out if you, if you like her. And he goes, yeah, I like her, but i I'm, I'm just feel like I'm supposed to just pray for her right now. I'm like, bro, if you don't ask her out, somebody else is gonna ask her. <laughs> and we all stayed in the same house because we were in a band. And eventually one day I was like, I'm asking her out, so I asked her out, and as I was coming down the the passage to leave, I was all dressed up, ready to go take her out on a date. He was home from work early, and I looked into his room, and he was sitting there, and I was like, oh no, and he said, where are you going? And I said, I'm going to see an old friend. Oh, man. And then eventually, like, I came back and the next morning. I knew that I really liked her. And I was like, so I'm going to have to tell this guy. So I went into his room and I said, hey, I need to tell you something. He says, I know what you're going to tell me. He says, the Holy Spirit told me last night that you, go- you went out with Sam and I'm fine with it. And I was like, what? He says, yeah, I, I, I'm not, I've got no issue with it. And I'm stoked for you. <laughs> and, you, and you, you know, go for it. And he's married to an amazing girl, Sarah, and still a very good dear friend of mine. He owns the biggest music shops in, in South Africa. So, yeah, it's a good deal.
0: <laughs> anyway, in, that's yeah, that's that, incredible. That story. How about you? So uh, How about you, Jay? Okay, so so when I was, yeah, so I met my wife in college. She was, uh, I just, I, we actually disagree on when we met each other. She actually, <laughs> so I, I don't think she remembers me the first time I met her. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like she, um, so remember her like walking across the thing we were going to. I had a friend of mine who was, uh, his name was Josh Wadoff. And he was like, I had nothing to do. I was just walking around. He's like, Hey, we're going to go hang out at the children's medical center and go play with kids. And I was like, sure, man, let's go. So <clears throat> hopped in, hopped in the car and, uh, and she was there also. And I'd never seen her before. And I, I just remember first of all, I remember her walking across the, the little area that we were all meeting in. And I was like, mm, she's pretty. And then, um, <laughs> and then, uh, and then we, we go for a drive and I, I was in the back seat of the car and I was kind of, I was a freshman she was a, she was a sophomore, maybe even junior then. (coughs) I think she was a sophomore or I don't know. Anyway, not important. Point being, she was older than me. And I remember she was just being super nice to me. Like it was, she was very like welcoming and kind. And I just thought, oh, this is really, that's really nice of her. Like she's, she's really great. Uh, she insists the first time she saw me was at a restaurant. We were at the Outback with some friends and I'm like, she, so she, she noticed me for the first time. So I'm pretty sure that I noticed her first and she was being nice to me, but doesn't remember that at all. So it wasn't, <laughs> I clearly didn't make that great of an impression, um, but I actually lucked out. I, I had a, <laughs> it was actually funny. I like, I nursed this crush on her forever, like <laughs> liked her, but just, you know, she, and she was always dating somebody. She always had, she would like date somebody for like a month and then they'd break up and then like somebody, she'd start dating somebody else right away. So I was like, oh man, just never get a chance. But every time I'd always wanna try and hang out with her. And, uh, and it was to the point even where my my roommate and I, we were, we were laying in bed one night, and he says from me, to me from across the room, he's like, if you could date anyone on this college campus, like who would you date? And I go, oh man, I'd date Allie Ingebretson. He goes, me too. <laughs> oh
1: no. <laughs> oh no.
0: You can't trust guitar oh, players, no. man. So, so, so I was like, I was like, oh, you know, that's kind of funny or whatever. Well, uh, that summer rolled around, and uh, and <clears throat> I, was, I was joking around. Actually, Dan Egan, who is who was like yeah. the, my original co-host on our podcast way yes. back when, he he's he's now my brother-in-law. But uh, I was at his house over the summer, and I was just goofing around, and I said something along the lines of, I, "He's he's like, where, where are you going to date somebody?" And I was like dude, I don't know, man. Girls just don't find me attractive. And he kind of like, he just kind of laughed. And then he went, well, I know somebody. And then his girlfriend, Amanda, punched him in the arm and was like, shut up. And then I, and then so he's like, no, I just, dude, Amanda's sister, Allie, kind of kind of likes you or whatever. So that gave did that me. Just,
1: did that just break your mind? Were you just so stoked? Oh,
0: yeah. And I couldn't do anything about it. You know, like I was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, because, you know, we were, it was home for summer break or something like that. And, uh, and so we, so I ended up coming back, but then I, I became much more like, all right, I'm going for it. I had that little hidden confidence, that little knowledge of going like, I actually have a shot here. So, you You know, know, I kind of started showing up at her desk when she was at RA duty and Hey, you want to study together? And, uh, she started saving a seat for me and we had a marriage and family class. And all of a sudden she started saving a seat for me in that class. I was like, all right, we got this. That so,
1: is amazing.
0: Yeah, so finally asked her out on a finally asked her out on a date, and uh, yeah, the rest is history, man. It was it was good. We did long distance for like a year, which was terrible. Oof, that's tough. But uh, but you know when you're when you do long distance, you don't. There's nothing that you can't just go out on a date to fix stuff. You have to actually talk through it. So we worked out a lot of stuff in that time. Life's great, man. Amazing. Married to my best friend. It's so good. And she's smoking hot, so everybody wins. <laughs>
1: totally. <laughs> it's so awesome. The funny, actually. The thing is with Sam, actually, we we started liking each other like in the week before she left for for Milan, and I, I was I was basically like I just started hanging out with her, and we hung out one, you know, went out for a date, and then uh, like a, a few days later, uh, we h- hung out again, and then she was like. I knew that she was leaving the next day, to go overseas to, and to stay with her dad. She she came overseas for four months, and I was like, are we like dating while you're away? Because we are like okay, it was so weird. Because I knew she liked me, and I was like I liked her, and I was she hadn't even given me an inkling that she liked me. But she'd gone out with me, so I thought she might like <laughs> me. But she was so she was so shy. So I, instead of saying to, her, "Hey, what are we gonna do about this?" I actually I remember it was such a lame move. It's a beautiful move. I think all the worship, worship people will love this. I, I was sitting on the rock looking out over Cape Point, and I sat next to it. It was nighttime. We'd gone for a drive and we'd had dinner together. And then I and then I put my arm, hand on her shoulder, and I went, "Lord, we don't know where this is going." <laughs> <laughs> and I basically, I basically said all the things to her that I wanted to say, but through through the Lord. <laughs> i said <laughs> You know, we don't know where, what's gonna be happening in a in a few months. time. all I know is I really like her, and blah 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 blah. And so, and so I didn't have to take the
0: risk. And then I was like, you know, dude, that's what nice... are we
1: gonna what are we gonna do? And she was like, yeah, let's be together. And I was like, yes. So, dude, that's whatever, a nice play. Thing.
0: That's a nice play. I love it, man. Like the the, the, the it's so funny how just like having the, that confidence to go for it, I think is just so so important. Like we had a when Ali and I we went on our first date. Like we had been apart all summer, we had like written to each other a little bit, and then we were, we were going on a date when we got back. And we weren't like dating at the time; we were just kind of like staying in touch. And you know, like I'm like, I think this is going all right. Well, we get over to we go on our first date, and uh, and the morning of this is I'm saying Dan is the reason I'm married to my wife, is because the morning before the date I had I had ran into somebody who was going to be her roommate because Allie was going to finish school in December and then she was going to stay. For the next you know semester until june just living in town and kind of working at a at a job that she had and uh and so i saw her friend i was like oh it's too bad you guys couldn't room together because you're you know you're going away and she's like oh no ally said she's leaving now in december and so this is like the beginning of september right and we haven't like did, really uh. dated at all so i'm just like oh no so i I'm just, like, just like devastated because I'm like, this isn't going to work. Like four months is not enough time to be like, okay, let's do a long distance relationship. So, yeah. So, but I run it, I run into in Dan who's my roommate then at that point, And I was like, I don't know, man. He goes, she just needs a reason to stay. You just got to give her a reason to stay. Like tell her you don't want to leave. So we're on our very first date and we, and we were out there and, and we, you know, we go to dinner and then we're walking along this area in Tulsa. And she goes, and I'm just like, so I, I hear you're leaving. You know, and she's like, "Yeah, well, I, was, I was thinking about it," and I full on was just like, "Well, if you're gonna leave in December, that's just not enough time for me to invest a lot of time in this. Like, it's just I need to spend more time getting to know you. So, it, it you know, if you want, if you're gonna do that, that's fine, but I don't think we should date."
1: <laughs> and, oh my gosh!
0: And I, and I and I was like, and I was like, I really want to, but that's just not enough time. And she just looked at me and she's like, "You are so bold." <laughs> and then, but then we talked then for like the next two hours, and then she was like, "All right, I'll stay." Like,
1: yes, that's amazing. <laughs> that could have gone so wrong. Oh, she could yeah. have said, "Okay, if if we're not going to date, well, I'll leave in November." <laughs> ah, dude, it's, it was a total possibility. And you would have been like, and then you would have been like, "No, but I want to date." No, but you said you don't want to date.
0: <laughs> well, no, because I, I had the thing. I was like, if you're gonna if you're gonna move across the country, which she moved to Washington. So it worked out great because I came out here and was like, Oh, I'm never leaving this place. Um, but yeah, it's just I don't know, man. Sometimes you just gotta you gotta make bold moves. Gotta go big moves. <laughs> Speaking
1: of big moves, we should play <laughs> who should we interview next?
0: <laughs> I don't know. We'll figure that out as we go. I've got I've got some ideas. I've got some ideas. With quarantine really? you're kinda of, you kinda of work your way through just uh, everybody's kind of on edge. Schedules are weird, so we'll yeah. have somebody good next week, guaranteed. When have we not had somebody I believe, good?
1: I believe that. Absolutely. Very I mean, cool. I mean, maybe well.
0: maybe once or twice. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's true. That's the longest member mail, by the way, I think we've ever had.
0: Oh, it was the shortest question in the longest member mail. I, I kept it. I knew it would be. That's why I kept it front front end so short i was like we're gonna talk for a while
1: strong strong work strong work all right brother well very cool man you have well, hey, a great week
0: if you guys have a question for us remember, mail you can hit us up support at worshipartistry.com you can also go right now we're still in the window until may 1st we've got the open window where you can go to worshipartistry.com slash join and uh and actually have a free account you don't have to put a credit card or anything and uh i think you're gonna like it and you can learn some music while you're while you're stuck at home All right, guys. We'll see you next week.
1: See you, man.